Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, this is Coach Stacy with Athletes Mindset Academy, and I am here with Amy, Ryan, and Allie. And we are moving into a new month of content where we are talking about believing new things. In order to, to create a new result, to see something new happen in your life, you actually have to believe something new, right? We always take action from the way that we're feeling and we feel based on what we're thinking. And a, a belief is just a thought that we think over and over and over again, and we've decided that it's true. And so if you want to create something new, you have to believe something new. And that's really what we're going to talk about the process of. But today we really want to talk about like why it's important and how we've seen it work and just tell you some stories of our own life about believing new things towards our goals. So I'm going to open up the floor and anybody jump in and talk about how they've seen believing something new, help them actually create something new or how continuing to believe the same thing is keeping you stuck from accomplishing something that you've never accomplished before. Anybody feel free to jump in. I will jump in. So this last week, I decided to go hiking for three days in a row. And I realized as an athlete, I think a lot of the athletes, parents, coaches, your athletes, you'll see this. They like to move. They don't like to sit still. And I learned something about me as I was hiking up the mountain. I had a whole bunch of thoughts about how life was really hard right now. In so many different areas, I wanted to believe that I had a lot of things that were just not going the way I wanted them to go. As I got up to the five mile marker, I all of a sudden just felt neutral. I felt this space of like, I don't even know what I want to think. I don't know what I want to believe, but it's all okay. It was a very neutral, peaceful space. And I realized moving for me is really helpful mm. um, because I'm an athlete at heart to be able to kind of start shifting physically and mentally the way I feel about life. And so when I got up there all by myself, I didn't want anybody with me. I took a little space to not try to think or believe anything, but I didn't believe everything was hard anymore. As I was hiking down this mountain for five miles, I felt like a physical load was being late, taken off of me. And I felt my mind just going to, instead of thinking about the things that were so hard, I cannot believe how many ideas I was coming up with that were just lifting me up and giving me so much energy and so it was really interesting as far as shifting new beliefs, how it tied in with movement for me and athletes love to move. So space by myself on something that was challenging, you know, my brain likes to be challenged. I was hiking a, a hard mountain and, um, and a lot of time there was no rush, just allowed me to let go of the load. And then all of a sudden my brain started attaching to all these great new ideas that I'd never thought of before. And I just really appreciated that time to be able to create new beliefs as I was trying to figure out how to just let go of old beliefs. So Amy, I love that idea. And I think like if you're a coach or even if you're a parent listening to this, or if you're an athlete, that's such a practical way. Like so often we think I don't have time. We believe I don't have time to add in mindset training. I've got too much physical training I need to do, but you are right. Like for me, I try to take a daily walk. And on that walk, I usually use that time to think about to just think about things that I'm currently, and I'm, I'm very 
intentional around what I'm going to think about on that walk. And it's usually where I kind of let go of some of the old and start getting all kinds of ideas. And so I think like for you coaches, if you could take some of this work and actually put it into the workout. And so like while they're doing conditioning, or maybe they've got um, cardio that they need to do and give them an assignment of like, what is it that you're currently believing that you want to let go of? And what's a new belief you want to adopt? Let's spend the first half of our cardio time thinking about the first and the second half and like give them some ways to occupy their brain while they're moving. And that could be a brilliant way to really incorporate a lot of this work in a way that's for athletes, probably going to be more effective than just assigning them to go home and, and write about it. Although writing is helpful too, but I do think for athletes, there is a, there's a beautiful key there in this idea of movement. Allie or Ryan, what about you guys? Yeah. Um, okay. So Amy, you totally disperred this thought in my head when you were talking about movement. So for Christmas this past year, I bought some, what they call we call them our jumping shoes, but they're sky runners. And if you've ever been to Disneyland and you see the Disneyland parade and they have the really tall characters, they're actually on stilts that jump, okay? So I bought a pair of those for myself and all of my kids. <laughs> Call me crazy, but I did. So now I can go out on the street and I can run and I can take a span of about six to eight feet but the only way to make that happen is to believe in the spring or the jump of each one of my steps. So when I step, I have to push down on my, on my stilts and then they spring me back up and it launches me up into the air. And the same thing is with our thoughts. We change the way that we're thinking. We have a brand new thought and we just focused on that one thing. So when I'm running in my stilts, I focus on pushing down. And then it jumps me up. So that's what I have to do when I'm trying to create new beliefs. I have to pick one, just one. And I focus on that one intently until it's repeated over and over, like Stacy was saying in the beginning. And then it becomes a belief. Now, now that I've ran with those stilts, I know that I can push down and boom, I'm bouncing up into the air and I push down on the next one. And I'm bouncing up into the air. So that is now a belief that I have. I now believe in myself running on these stilts because I had to relearn that thought. It's a whole new process of running, but it worked and I had to do it and learn it. So as we are learning our new belief, that's kind of what it comes down to is just one thought inside everything and then just mastering that point and making it happen. Love it. So it's fun. I love them. That's so funny. <laughs> I want to try them so badly now. I, I'm a big fan. <laughs> You have I, live to in, come over. I live yeah. in Orlando, so I'm at Disney World quite often, and I, I never knew that that's what they were on. I was always impressed mm -hmm. with how big, you know, how much they moved. So that's really fun. Yeah. Ellie, what about you? Well, when we talk about new beliefs, I actually always come back to one of my old athletes. I was a coach and um, she was one of those athletes that truly believed that she could hit and practice and not at a meet. Like that was just like to her a fact, like, you know, I can hit it all the time in practice and it looks great. And I get to a meet and I just can't do it. 
and that's the end of it. And so obviously as a coach, like, we're like, okay, we need to really help you believe, believe something new because we don't believe that that's like the end all be all for you. And, um, I think like the most amazing part of it is in the process of helping her believe something new, she also felt like she had more control and got her power back in that. Like, um, instead of believing, uh, anymore that like she was just going to do bad. Her new belief even was that, no, I actually believe that my thoughts are going to create my result. That's what she told us. She's like, my thoughts are going to create my result. So no matter how I'm feeling that day, I know that I can, I can hit. Cause I know that I can create that myself. And just to see them go from like this victimization from their old beliefs of like, Nope, just can't do it to like this amazing, mm-hmm. like, no, I can actually create that myself through all of my thoughts and all of my beliefs, um, was incredible. And so whenever I think of new beliefs, I think of that athlete and I'm like, okay, how can I even apply this to my life? Because I want to be able to like have that belief too, of like, no matter what I can create my result. I am no longer going to, to have whatever is happening to me. I create it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and jumping a little bit into some of the science behind it, when we have a thought, it it runs on a neural pathway and the more often we've thought that thought. So really a belief that we've thought over and over and over again, it's created a really strong pathway. And so that pathway, I like to, you know, compare it to a freeway. It's just super, you travel super fast on it. It's super easy. If your brain has a choice, it is going to take that pathway every single time. And so some of it is first helping your athlete figure out their current freeway. Like what's the pathway that's happening all of the time. I want to suggest a couple to you and then ask a, a couple others. And then I'll, I'll, I'll talk about moving into a new one, but, um, a couple that I've seen athletes have a lot of time actually has to do with their worth being based on their performance. So it's some version of that and not in their performance at competition for sure, but even their performance in practice, that if they had a bad practice, that means they are a bad person. If they had a bad meet, then that means, or a bad competition, then that means there's something wrong with them intrinsically as a human being. And so like helping them, sometimes that's a little too deep to get to right away with your athlete, but helping them kind of like loosen that up and even see that it's there and that that is the freeway their brain is running on all of the time. And the pressure that that's creating is actually creating this opposite result that they want when they think I have to do this perfectly or else nobody will like me. My coach will be disappointed. My family will be disappointed. I will beat myself up, whatever your else is. Um, but it usually has something to do with your value. Um, loosening that up will change everything. And, and that, or finding out those current beliefs, like Ali just said, like when you have a belief that you can only hit at practice, like you're going to create that result. And so helping them first see and understand their current belief is they can't move to a new one until they've understood how the old one is the, where that freeway is taking them until they know this is the freeway I'm on. And this is actually where that freeway goes. Freeways don't bend. They don't like go to a new place. So when I take this freeway, this is the result I'm going to get every time mm-hmm. helping that loosen up first is the first step. Um, Allie, Ryan, Amy, do you guys have another couple examples of ones that you see often in athletes, um, 
that are kind of the beliefs that limit them? Stacy, what if we got off the freeway altogether? <laughs> yes. Well, so I'm going to talk about that next, but let's, let's, I would just love, I'd love to hear from you guys examples okay. about like current, like common freeways that you see. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to get off the freeway for a second again, but like you said, but one of the thoughts I had as far as parents and coaches, when you're trying to figure out what kind of freeway they're on, like Ali's suggestion, I think it's really easy to question uh, when we say, I don't, I hear this a lot from parents and coaches. They're, they're great in practice. I don't know what's going on when they're, when they're at a competition. It doesn't make sense to me. They know they've got, I tell them all the time, you're fine, you got this, we, we believe in you, but that's mm -hmm. not the freeway that they're on. That's your freeway. Those do not have to be the same. They're not the same yeah. freeway. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really good for you to realize that in, instead of being like, why can't they perform the same here as they do here? It's really easy to see that your thoughts align with your results. So if you look at the results, you can understand, oh, well, I wonder if I could just kind of present it to them in a compassionate and curious way and say, I wonder if you're thinking that a uh, competition is a big deal. You know, when you talk to an athlete like that and they're like, well, it is a big deal. And you say, what if it's not? What if a competition is just, just as much fun as, as practice? What if, if you can ask and put curious questions yeah. to an athlete where you see the results are because of the freeway that they're on at that moment? When you know that that's not their potential, you know they have more, but it's really nice to kind of, as far as compassionate for a parent, instead of like, I don't get why my child is doing this, you're gonna act in a way towards your child that is probably frustrating for you and your athlete and coaches too. So if you can just get curious about what the results are, just showing what their beliefs are and question why they're believing that and just say, hey, I wonder if, and even for yourself, you're gonna show up different as a coach and a parent when you just go, oh, the results are because of a belief, not because they're just not listening to me. No, they're not. It's not because they're not listening to you. Yeah. It's because they're on this freeway that somebody can tell them to stop the car on the freeway. But do you know how scary that would be? Yeah, it is scary. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's they're like, scary. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm not stopping. We're going hundred miles an hour. This is not going to be a stopped car here. So just yeah. be compassionate in that way as coaches and parents realizing that you've got a different freeway than they do. And their freeway is just showing in the results that they believe, like Ali said, I'm great at practice. But then when I get to competition, they have a thought that this is a completely different thing. But I love to say things like, wait, doesn't that competition still has, have a court? Isn't the distance still the same between the baskets? Isn't the beam still four feet off the ground? Are you telling me that the beam is no longer four inches wide and 16 feet long? And are you telling me that the goalpost is all of a sudden upside down? Instead of right? I like, tell me what you mean it's different, right? It's just, they, they see it differently. And so they're going to act different. Yeah. So, AC, that. new beliefs. You, so you were asking for um, things that I, I see often, right? I was asking for things that you see often as like yeah. limiting beliefs in your yes. life. So I see a lot too, that they're like dead set on that. They're good at certain things and bad at certain things. Yeah. Like I'm just good at this event or this skill and I'm bad at this one. Yeah. And and they like truly believe that based on their past events. And you, you can even see their efforts put into that event or skill based on if they believe that they're good at it or not. Cause if they just believe for a fact that they're not good at it, I mean, that's so unmotivating. If I think I'm going to be bad, no matter how much effort I put in, right. then like, I don't want to put in that effort. Right. So I see that a lot, just like that hard set. I'm good at this. I'm bad at this. I'm good at this. I'm bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other Ryan, thing that I can. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying that one, one of the things that differentiates 
that's different for me versus practice versus uh, performance at practice, I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it because I want to be better. I want to be um, a better athlete. I want to do this because I love it. What happens when I go to perform? I'm doing it for the spectators. I'm doing it because they're watching me do it. And the feeling changes, mm. the pressure changes. And when the feeling changes, what happens to my thoughts? They change. So in getting those lined up, your feelings and your thoughts, whether you're in performance mode or you're in just I love it mode, or are they, can they be the same? That's the belief structure yeah. that we need to make sure we teach and we can get them in line. Yeah. regardless of whether they're practice or performing. Yeah. Ryan, do you have any thoughts on adding, like, what are current, what are common um, limiting beliefs that parents have about their kids? Like that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that then affect their actions of how they're able to show mm-hmm. up and support their kid. Okay. Expectations. Yeah. The way that you, as a parent, expect your child, athlete, son or daughter to perform will lay heavily on the energy that they feel during performance. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you just expect them to go out and have fun and just enjoy what they're doing, it's a whole different ballgame. If they do it because of love versus trying to please you as a parent, they can perform to their best ability. I've seen that over and over and over again. All the kid wants to do, all the athlete wants to do is please mom or dad. Yeah. The other one that I was coaching a parent um, the other week and, and one of the things that we came to was just the reality that he, he believed that he knew what was best for his daughter. Like, mm-hmm. I know what she needs to be successful in life, to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I know the best course for her in this thing that she's working through. And as we move to the, like, what if you don't know, Mm -hmm. like, what if you actually don't know what the best thing for her is? And what if you took the expectation off of yourself that you did, Mm -hmm. how would that change how you show up? And he's like, Oh, then I'd be really curious. I'd wonder what's going on with her. I'd have conversations. And so he wanted to move into a place of just exploring and trying to understand what she was feeling instead of in this place of, I know what's best for you. And I need to, to figure out how to shift you there. And that really changed the dynamic energy between them and his ability Mm -hmm. to really show up and support her in the struggle she was having in her sport. Mm -hmm. And I think that that shows up a lot in coaches too, like, especially in like a game or practice and like thinking that, you know, what's best for the athlete on that event or whatever it might be. Uh, I even catch myself in those moments. If they just did this, (laughs) I think this would be better for them, but I mean, realistically, maybe it's not. And so, um, just questioning myself when I think I know what's best, just like, okay, what if it wasn't? And how yeah. would I show up for sure? Yeah, I love that. My parents too, because I definitely feel like, ooh, that is kind of arrogant of me to believe that I know what's best for my kid. <laughs> well, and even like times where we see our 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 athletes as coaches or our, our children as parents struggling, we think it's best for them not to experience the struggle. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if they, if this wasn't hard for them, that would be better for them. If they weren't feeling discouraged, that would be better for them if they weren't whatever that might be. And so I think even that, like, 
if you think back in your own life, the struggles that you've gone through times when things were hard or where you felt confused ended up producing beautiful things in your life. And so believing that that can be true for your child or for your athlete as well, that them going through the struggle might be the best thing for them because it's going to prepare them for something else in life that they're really going to have needed this time for. And I think that even that can help you like take a breath and not feel like you have to fix them right away. Well, and the only reason why we want to fix them and help them win is because it makes us feel better. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's okay for us to feel uncomfortable too. While yeah. they're comfortable with the struggle, we get to feel uncomfortable as parents and coaches with the struggle of seeing them struggle. Yeah. I love it. So your current limiting or your current beliefs are like your freeway. It's just really good. It's re- or sorry. It's really easy. It's like really fast to go on. So what you're trying to do when you're creating a new belief is literally forge a new neural pathway, which I would, I like to kind of think of as like hacking a path through the jungle. Like it's not easy at first. Your brain is like, no, 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 no. That's really hard work. Let's go back to the freeway so we can get to our destination. And so getting your brain to like create this new neural pathway where it's thinking new things. Now, sometimes a new freeway magically appears. You shift to a new thought and all of a sudden it is easy and fast and your brain can go on it. So I don't know why or how it works that way, but sometimes it's really easy to drop into a new belief, but most of the time it's literally like now forging a new pathway through the jungle. And so having patience with your athlete, having patience with your child or having patience with yourself when you're trying to forge a new belief and like, realize you're going to have to hack at it for a while. Like you're going to have to keep working at it. The pathway doesn't generally just show up. You got to get out your machete and you got to hack and get all the brush down, but then eventually it'll be a clear path and then you'll pave it over then you'll widen it and it will be a new freeway. And so like moving into these new beliefs takes work. Um, it takes regular practice. Sometimes it's magical and you drop right into it. And those are lovely, but most of the time it's going to be you needing to work at it. And so this month, that's what we're working on is the actual like day-to-day work of what you need to do to move to that. And so we would love for you to join us so that we can really teach you how to do that. Any other thoughts about Ryan? Do you have thoughts about new freeways or Ali, Amy? No, the only thing is, you know, I mean, you're on the freeway and you're cruising and you're doing everything you can do, but you're in autopilot. You're just running. What yeah. if you're off the freeway completely? You're on the back road and then you get to engage in all the beautiful things that are around you. Um, it's more challenging. Yeah. Cause you're turning more and you're, you know, and, and you're, you're experiencing more, but isn't that what you want in your sport anyway, to experience the whole thing, take yeah. yourself off of autopilot learn new skills, learn new things, master different opportunities. So sometimes the freeway is great, but maybe get off of it sometimes. All right. So in summary, a belief is a thought that you continue to think over and over again, that you have decided is true. And so you're going to ask your athletes to identify their current beliefs and you have to do it in an environment that, that gives them, um, 
curiosity and non-judgment where they can genuinely feel from you that you're curious about their current beliefs and that you, that you're not judgmental of what they are, that you have compassion around them and that you're just really helping them learn to be curious about their own beliefs. Their beliefs aren't a moral failing on them. Their beliefs are just what their brain has been trained to do. And so you're just going to create this really, um, as Amy said, this really curious, open environment where you're asking them questions to help them identify their current beliefs. I love the idea of then using that with movement to help them continue to think through that. And then you're going to ask them to come up with if they didn't have that belief and they had a different belief, what would be one that would really help them and have them brainstorm again, doing movement. Okay. I want you to come up with 10 new beliefs that would move you towards this goal that, that you have, or towards this thing that we're working on, you know, today while you're doing strength or while you're doing cardio, um, and then have them pick that one. And then from here on, we'll be working on what to do with that one and how to shift and move and hack away at that jungle path and create that back road and, and really go on to this new belief. So uh, again, we would love for you to join us, go over to athletes mindset Academy forward slash work with us. And uh, you can find out how to join us on this work. Also check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We have a lot of things that we're posting there every single week that really dive into how to do this work. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.